Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, I'm missing something uh, about the the big story of the night in baseball. We'll get to that coming up in a couple minutes. By the way, I'm back. Uh, I was uh, sent away to a exotic location now. You're fired. I have learned over the years that you, the listener, don't really care about my life that much, and so you don't really want to know that much about it, but uh, I will, if you want, uh, I have a, a travel log, Maller's travel log that I kept. It's a little diary. Oh, no. And I can do that later, but if you don't want it, I won't do it. I'll just talk about generic, boring sports stories, which is what most people who do this job do. So, But if you want to hear about my wild adventures, in the Oceana area of the world, then uh, we'll do that. The, uh, the big story, it, it is the shakeup of shakeups. And I, I know it's past the typical 24-hour news cycle, but the good thing about this, I'm very lucky, the Kyrie Irving trade has legs. It's got strong legs, it's got powerful legs, and it's got the kind of legs that are worthy of more conversation. Now, you know Boston deciding to put several key components into a blender. And then Danny Ainge walked over, and he whatever the top speed on the blender, the blender, the turbo button, he hit the turbo button, and he, he said, all right, let's just tear the whole thing up. And so Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder, a third player no one's ever heard of, and the Nets' unprotected first-round draft pick go – for Kyrie Irving. That's the talk of basketball. It's the talk of the the sporting world. Now, I get my turn. See, that is my opportunity here to swing 
in the batter's box here. And I have a little bit of a different perspective, a little bit of a different perspective on this. But the question, when I heard about this the other day, and I, uh, you'll hear if you, if you want Maller's travel log, you'll hear part of the reason that I was not very active on social media for the last, uh, last week or so. Uh, but the question, what are you going to make? I mean, we had, everyone's got a reaction. Everyone's got their hot take. Everyone's got their hot take on this trade. And now we have more information, reports of unrest in the Celtic camp and injuries, speculation and all this. So I had several thoughts on this. Now, the initial thought is if you just merely grade the transaction, if that is the grade, then the Celtics have won the transaction. But it's more than that, right? This this trade of Kyrie Irving, which is still being dissected, and will be dissected all basketball season, is a number of things. It is bold and beautiful. It is drama building. It is also hedging your bets, risky business, and more importantly, avoiding the pouty face. It is all of that, and I'll walk you through this. Now, first of all, Danny Ainge has been obsessively hoarding draft picks for years, we've talked about it many times if you listen on a semi-regular basis. I was skeptical that he would ever, ever pull the trigger on a trade, a headline signature trade. He just keeps getting draft picks and then trading them for more draft picks. I, I had just grown to expect that that cycle of basketball was going to repeat. The hoarding of picks and then trading them for more picks, it's the never-ending cycle. I, just, I expected it to continue, continue. Now, trading Isaiah Thomas essentially for Kyrie Irving, I know there's a bunch of other stuff involved, that is a bold and beautiful day in the life of Danny Ainge. Danny. He said, no. He said, I'm done with this. I want to make a deal. Let's do it. This is the trade to make. So that's great. Now, it is a calculated risk for Boston because clearly Danny Ainge was not going to give Isaiah Thomas, the the huge extension that he he won and deserves, by the way, deserves. Isaiah Thomas has become an all-star guard who can score around 30 points a game. That is what he was last year for the Celtics. So if you're not going to pay him and you're looking to get out of the Isaiah Thomas business, which, which it would appear that that was obviously what Danny Ainge was gunning for, then this is a wonderful solution. You don't have to pay him and – you get a player back who's younger and has had big game experience, which everyone seems to love, that big game experience. But Isaiah Thomas, he's going to be a free agent next summer. So Danny Ainge also tossing out, and, and this is where the story evolves here, the injury excuse. The injury excuse as an added incentive. There is a tradition among professional sports teams in Boston, and it happens in other cities too, but it happens more in Boston when a popular player is persona non grata, you cannot just leave Boston. You have to be torn down. You must be sliced apart in a vicious and – and you're chopped up and then put in a wood chipper on your way out of Boston. Very rarely has a player been able to leave a Boston sports team, a beloved player, without some kind of character assassination. And there were whispers, and there were stories tossed out. Uh, I mentioned Danny Ainge himself from the horse's mouth claiming that Isaiah Thomas, he's got a bad hip. Remember that from the playoffs last year against Cleveland. And he, he's a, a, a guy that is not a guarantee to come back and play and likely won't be ready when the season starts. He can play, but he's not going to be playing when the season begins. So the suggestion was thrown out by Danny Ainge that this was a legitimate concern, and that is one of the things that helped promote the idea to trade for Kyrie Irving. See, and Kyrie Irving sounds great on the face of it in Boston, but again, it is a, as I said, it's a calculated risk. Why? Because Kyrie Irving thrived playing as a supporting actor, the yin to LeBron James Yang, but now he's going to have to be the lead dog. He's going to have to be the top guy, the alpha dog there in Boston. And before King James' arrival, a young Kyrie Irving, who played about seven games, it seemed, at Duke, was nothing to post on social media about. So how's he going to do? He's the leading guy now. 
and he's out of his happy place. Clearly, Danny Ainge is expecting little to no change. And you, you also wonder about the uh, assimilation process, not only for Kyrie Irving, but the, the Boston Celtics now. This is this ain't your daddy's Celtics. If you're one year old, this ain't your Boston Celtics from a year ago. The core of the Celtics, their starting five now is Kyrie Irving and Jalen Brown. This is the projected starting five in the backcourt. Gordon Hayward, Marcus Morris, and Al Horford. That's the team. That's the team they send out in Boston. Is that a team good enough to win an NBA championship with Irving and Hayward as the leaders along with Al Horford? And they got to get guys that can do the dirty work. Jake Crowder and Kelly Olynyk are gone. They ain't walking back through that door. Now, I would argue that it's much easier to find players like that as opposed uh, to good players. Like, you know, Jake Crowder is a limited player. Kelly Olynyk, who went off to the Miami Heat, is a limited player. Those guys can be replaced. It's much more difficult, it's kind of obvious, to get a player such as uh, what Kyrie Irving could be. And, and secondly here, from the Cavs side of things, as we talk on Fox Sports Radio, this is a drama-building situation. It is great for talk radio. I work in talk radio. This is a wonderful thing. This makes my life easier. I'm guaranteed to get three or four shows about, here, here the headline, Kyrie Irving adjusting to Boston. Kyrie's not happy. Boston's not happy with Kyrie. Well, you know those things are going to happen. And then on the Cleveland side of things, uh, Isaiah Thomas, you know, his hip is worse than the Cavaliers thought it was. Uh, LeBron's not happy playing with a midget. I mean, these are the kind of things that will pop up. right? These, these kind of things will pop up. Uh, someone will throw something out there. But from the, the Cavs side of things, it's great because it builds the drama. And, and LeBron, who's so worried about his reputation, this mega trade in basketball, this is LeBron James essentially pulling a page out of Kobe Bryant's playbook, right? Chasing away Kyrie Irving. And you can spin it, and LeBron's toadies are spinning it a lot, but will it matter? Is it going to matter? Kobe Bryant with the Shaquille O'Neal meltdown, uh, which is legendary in basketball parlance, how that went down. Well, here you go. LeBron James is supposed to be all-knowing, all-powerful, and almighty, but he couldn't keep Kyrie Irving happy? Clearly, there's more to the story. Will there be real bad blood or typical manufactured fake NBA blood where they make up the level of distaste between the combatants? And does Kyrie Irving carry? This was, uh, To me, this is the most important. Is there a legitimate personal vendetta? against LeBron James, or is it all just TV and radio hyperbole that is thrown out? But uh, the Cavaliers, uh, they are hedging their bets. It's risky business because Cleveland is taking back Isaiah Thomas, who I like. He's an overachiever, Isaiah Thomas, but he's older than Kyrie Irving. He's going to be 29 soon. He's a defensive liability because of his height. He's listed at 5'9". He's probably shorter than that, and he's got a bad hip. So that's a risk. You're taking a risk there. And Jake Crowder is a grinder, but you don't get all excited about that. You know, there's a bunch of guys like that in the NBA. And you ended up getting rid of a player who's someone who essentially committed insubordination, right? They didn't want to be there anymore. It went public. It got ugly. And so the Cavaliers, now they're starting five. Isaiah Thomas, this is a projection. J.R. Smith, LeBron, Love, and Tristan Thompson. But they got a bunch of guys on the bench you've heard of including Derrick Rose, who should be good for about 20 games, and Kyle Korver, who will make a bunch of three-point sh- uh, shots, and that's about it. And, you know, some of the, and Jay Crowder and Shannon Fry and those guys. And some, some, a number of them will get hurt. But the, the final thing on this, the trade was about avoiding Kyrie Irving's pouty face. He had a pouty face. He didn't want to be in Cleveland anymore. When somebody has a pouty face, you either send him to your room they said, go to your room. And he, they couldn't do that. They couldn't send Kyrie Irving to his room, so they sent him to Boston. They said, get out of here. Go to Boston. That's it. And they got, that's right. And they got a lottery ticket, a Powerball ticket. Don't get me started on draft picks and uh, all that crap. I don't want to talk about nonsense. And uh, I get all excited about the draft pick, the unknown, 
How great. It's, that's, that's LeBron insurance for LeBron leaving. All right, Ben Maller show on Fox, and you can get at us. You know the number. I forgot the number. I've been gone so long, I forgot the damn number, so figure it out. And I'm on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the show. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. I think that's I think that's it. Welcome My, back, Big oh, Ben. Thank you, Eddie. I appreciate that. Very I uh, I haven't had a chance to see you yet. I was over yeah. here in the uh, anchor room. Yes. <laughs> They're not calling it. We'll get into that later. But uh, oh, they changed the name. It's uh, no longer the news. Well, room? actually, not yet. But we need to get into good oh, habits. Apparently, I, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, welcome back. Thank and you. and yeah. uh, I want to know how the trip went. Oh, I you do? You want to know my tra- I have a travel log that I, I put together here. Yes, yes, I have Maller's travel log. Now, I- I'm judging this. I should put a poll up on Twitter because that's what cool people do. I should have done that earlier, but I wasn't thinking. I was kind of – I was because I-, I got back, Eddie, this morning, and so I, uh, I had to sleep a few hours and all that. So I was kind of out of it a little bit. Now, uh, was this a long planned trip? Was this uh, any special uh, occasion? No, it was not. Uh, I mean, my I got married in Hawaii, so it was uh, some of that to go back to the sacred grounds uh, where that <laughs> took place. There, yes. uh, one of the great historical Some, moments. Something uh, that, yeah, something that people never thought would actually happen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a marker uh, by the side of the road. You, you do that when people die, uh, but. They, <laughs> They did that with the beach, uh, which is great because the beach is like a uh, pr- like a deserted beach, pretty much. Like there's no, you, you have to go down this this road with potholes and just it's terrible to get there. So nobody goes there. It's wonderful. So. Now was it a uh, was it a drama free trip? Uh, uh, no, well, no, again, that's I don't want to I don't want to ruin Maller's oh, travel there was, log. There was, there was drama. Good. I don't, don't want to ruin. Yeah, because I don't want to get into that. I mean, I mean, if people want to hear the travel log. Now, so I, am I missing something here? I, I guess you're not the news guy. You're the anchor. That's so correct. So this is different. Yeah. As, it's not official, though, until, okay. until Monday. Until next week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so do you want to answer this as a newsman or an anchorman? Uh, well, I'm still an uh, – either one. Uh, either one. Okay. Should I be upset? Like, I, 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 I should be upset. I should be excited. I, I watched the Dodger Pirate game. Yeah. How about that? And the Dodgers lost, and that's very rare that they lose. They've only a lost historical loss. But I, why am am I missing something here? Should I should I be more excited about this? Should I excited? I, why would you be excited? Your well, team because lost. Everywhere I listen, people are oh, this has never happened before. Oh my God, this is amazing. I'm like, okay, but you know, I'm excited because Rich Hill looked like a pitcher that's going to lead the Dodgers to a championship. That's what I'm excited about. You pitch that kind of baseball in the postseason, Dodgers, they might not lose a game in the playoffs with Rich Hill performing like that. You okay. mean, you know, giving up a home run and extra innings to, to end the uh, game? Yeah. That, that, pitching that, yeah. nine innings it's an interesting of way of looking baseball. At it. Yes. I will, I will take that. I, Rich Hill was stunningly good. Stunning. The Dodgers offense was right, right up until good. he lost. Right up until he threw that big old meatball so, right over so the So you plate. think that is a negative that Rich Hill pitched like that? That's a bad thing. Yes, I think that is a okay. negative. You, That's you where we disagree. That, why, why wasn't he smiling after the game? He looked like someone killed his dog. He was almost in uh, tears. He always looks like that. That's He's, not true. Uh, never happy at all. He uh, he, he was man. very unhappy about uh, about blowing it. But I mean, he, look, blowing he, it. He was, he, he, terrible he, job. By he, him. Did he, pitch, should, he did pitch. He did. You know what, Eddie? Game. You're right. They should release him. I would like to call right now for the Los Angeles Dodgers to release Rich Hill. Because my friend Eddie Garcia convinced me he's a bum. <laughs> You're right. He's a bum. Man, we'll see Get if rid he's of a him. bum or not. But, he just you know. announced he's a bum. Get rid of him. Guy can't he, pitch. He, he did lose the game, though. I mean, Clint, he's a loser. You're right, Eddie. He, he is a so loser get rid of him. tonight. There's that a, is correct. There's an L next to his name yes. in the box score. I, in fact, You're going to call him a winner? Every, I, I was, uh, it was amusing. I don't want to get, ruin Mallard's travel log, but every time the Dodgers like take a little half step instead of a full step, oh, my God, they're going to lose. Oh, my God, they're going to lose. Over and over. It's ridiculous. No okay. concern. This was a positive, not a negative. It's not. I don't know. It was a positive. It's a positive. Rich Hill was brilliant. He was. He was better. This you is what you're, this is what you're going to say when they lose in the playoffs. The Dodgers were brilliant up until the point they lost in the playoffs. Again, that is not. Right? That will, is will not. That, be your spin? that is not a scenario. That is a realistic scenario. That, that is uh, I am a, a definite possibility. Just because I took some time on hiatus here and a little sabbatical, 
does not mean that I lost my ability. As you know, I'm a distant relative of the great Nostradamus. That's a lie. Another and one of your I, many lies. I have Boy, foreshadowed. Well, I missed the lies when you were gone. I have foresh- Yeah, I heard the show. very boring. I have foreshadowed. I have foreshadowed the uh, the Dodgers winning the championship. It's going to happen. So you might as well go to Vegas right now. Win some money, Eddie. Buy a boat. Win some. Bet all your money. Buy a boat. I, I don't That's like what you should boats. do. Okay. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So while I was enjoying a brief island sabbatical, uh, I had limited internet access. I did, uh, but but more than that, and I, I'll maybe get to that in the Maller travel log. But one of the stories that I know the people I work with wish that I would just move on from and not even bring up here is the kind of a story that makes you question your beliefs, uh, makes you question the decisions that you've made, uh, question your heroes. Uh, it's it's a troubling story. Uh, a, a gigantic cheating scandal has rocked professional basketball. And judging by the email that I got, the feedback from the Maller militia, you really want me to talk about this story. The story is... Uh, it's in a, a fluid. It's a fluid situation. It's a fluid situation. And now, uh, Pete Peter Vesey, remember him? He used to be the number before Woj. Woj was a thing. Pete Vesey, Peter Vesey, was like the only NBA insider. Never heard of him. He actually had the story first. The story has rocked the NBA, uh, and it's just a very troubling story. And if you have any kids and they're listening to the podcast or the live show, you might want to take them out of the room because it is very graphic, uh, this particular story. It is, uh, some would say, horrific, uh, the the details of this. Uh, But the NBA this week announced that they are investigating the once-proud Laker franchise for tampering with the Indiana Pacers' then-forward Paul George, specifically Irvin Magic Johnson, a beloved figure for so long in the NBA, is the one behind this cheating scandal, which is being investigated. Now, Indiana did lay the groundwork. Uh, They ignited the investigation, and the NBA picked up on it. Uh, But I'll tell you, the the level of concern, I'm going to pull out the the Maller Maller scale of anxiety. I am such a radio loser. You can tell by the drops that this it's pretty high uh, that these guys are playing. This is a nine, all right? This is a nine. There's a couple of thoughts on this. This is an open and shut case, okay? Open and shut. You have OJ-level evidence. OJ-level evidence. Symbolic speech matters. It matters. Spray me all, and that's what they did. They sprayed my entire face. Now, the, the hope, if you are... Someone that's in denial about this and you like to live in your little bubble and think that your team is not dirty and your hero is not a cheater. The, the hope that you have is that you have a toothless boss and there's a protected interest in this. But just a couple of, of thoughts that I had. You don't have to go out and hire a, a famous investigator, uh, Inspector Gadget we often reference here, or the Scooby Gang. Uh, to solve this, Magic Johnson has dirty hands. Uh, and as my friend, uh, who I don't really know, the, I did meet him one time, the New York sportscaster Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the videotape. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel ha- was a knowing, voluntary accomplice in the crime that took place. And it took place on television. Now, I know not many people watch Jimmy Kimmel's show, but this happened on network television. And... There's all the evidence is right there. You can watch it over and over again. You look like a big fat clown. Jimmy Kimmel posed a hypothetical question to Magic Johnson. You know the deal, right? About whether Magic could talk to Paul George, uh, and in the the hypothetical, you know whether or not they could talk to each other because George is going to come a free agent. Kimmel wanted to know if Johnson could say anything in that circumstance that it, that would still c- comply with the NBA's anti-tampering rule. So Kimmel asked him about tampering, and Magic then tampered right on television for the world to see. For the world to see. Magic Johnson, he said, yeah, I'll say hi to him. Now, if he had only said that, my friend Michael McCann, the great lawyer, uh, tells me that if Magic had just simply said, well, if I run into Paul George, I'll say hello to him, that is not tampering. 
That is just basic manners. But Magic couldn't help himself. Right? He's a showman. Not a good one because we know his TV show sucked. But he decided, listen, I'm a showman. Why not? So I'm going to crank it up a couple of notches. He couldn't help himself. He then continued his answer and suffered the effects of what's known as foot and eye in my, and mouth disease. The whole thing. Adding that you can't just say, hey, I want to I want you know, come to the Lakers, even though I'm going to be wink, winking, Magic said. And then he enhanced the answer, uh, offering the now famous exaggerated wink. Everyone laughed. <laughs> you know who wasn't laughing? The Indiana Pacers. They were not laughing. They were not laughing. And the key part is, I know there's a lot of people that are in the tank uh, with Magic, Body language matters. I understand that Magic Johnson fanboys and media toe suckers, and I work with some of them, are cowering right now. Because, and they're also trying to cover for him, but they're cowering <laughs> because they know the truth. And this is not irrelevant. It's sweet that they want to say it's irrelevant. Ask Jay Cutler if body language matters. Ask Jay Cutler if it matters. That wink by Magic Johnson falls into the symbolic speech category. And symbolic speech is key to this. The use of physical actions, in this case a wink, by Magic Johnson, rather than words to express a point of view. And it's not just your mouth that can get you in trouble. Now, the punishment uh, it could be a, a fine of up to $5 million, a suspension of Magic Johnson for an indefinite or definite period of time, the Lakers could lose draft picks, transfer those draft picks to the Pacers. <laughs> they can also be placed on timeout, not allowed to sign Paul George for an indefinite period of time. Uh, all of that is possible. Now, what should happen? The final thing, what should happen? Well, I'll tell you what should happen. Magic Johnson should be suspended for at least a month. Paul George should not be allowed to sign with the Lakers for three years. And the Pacers should be given a first-round pick. The Lakers don't have a first-round pick, but the, the next available first-round pick should go to the Indiana Pacers. That would be the proper thing to do. That's the fair thing. That's the, the noble thing. We know that Adam Silver, though, is toothless. We know that he's toothless, and you know Magic's going to be treated with kid gloves. That's typically what happens. Adam Silver has slurped all over the players, the owners, the executives. He's the softest commissioner out there. He's not going to bring the hammer down. It's not going to happen. And so what is going to happen, I would predict what should happen and what are going to happen are two separate things. There will be a stern warning, a public rebuke, a rebuke rather, from, uh, from the NBA. They'll, they'll trash you know, the Lakers. Oh, they, you know, they, they shouldn't have done this. But, again, it, you have certain teams that are treated uh, with kid gloves, special treatment. Uh, and the Lakers have been a hot mess for years. And this is a new low for that franchise, that once proud franchise. And the guy that was brought back to change the Lakers and make them great again has ruined the franchise. Uh, this is a debacle, what's gone on, uh, and it's embarrassing. And if you claim to support this team, you've got to put your head down in shame right now that they colluded. And then you didn't even get the guy. You didn't even get Paul George. It's embarrassing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Now, we're going to get to Mallard of the third degree in a couple of minutes here, but uh, I'm sure that the uh, the Magic defenders here want to check in. So is there, is there anything you would like to add here? I, I don't uh, – of course, nothing I said was incorrect, but is there anything you would like to add to defend your guy? Your I'd like hero? to add that, uh, thank God, that wasn't a Mallard monologue. That was it, not. Because it would have gone down as maybe the all-time worst I would disagree Mallard with that. Monologue I had to, I had in the history I, of the show. I, I would argue that that is uh, more important, what I did there, than a Mallard monologue. That was uh, giving honest. I had to give a warning. Course. All right, fine. Then it's, the, then it's the worst segment ever in the history of the show. Uh, you I spent, would disagree. You spent eight minutes bloviating only to contradict yourself at the very end. You no, told no, us. I yes, said what no, should happen. Yeah, you told a, us how worried we should be as 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 yeah. fans of this team, and then proceeded to tell us that nothing's going to happen because because I, you're I, right, nothing's going to happen. Well, but you would admit this is you all would, you would, a non-story. Look, look how upset Coop is. You see that fake news. That's a, that's a man who knows. Hashtag his team. fake news. That's a man who knows his team is dirty. It's, a, it's knows, a man that knows that nothing's going to happen. That knows this a is, hero this is the of his biggest Magic BS Johnson story I've ever heard in my life. 
Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's tampering because he said something on television. Give me a break. Y- you do understand that the NBA, by the definition of the tampering rules, Magic Johnson committed tampering. You how, do how's, realize how, that. How's, that, how's that so? What's the definition of the tampering rules, Ben? You want me to give you the definition? Yes, I would love the definition. Okay, Please, I'll, give it to so me. So we're going to blow off Mallard to the third degree for that? You want to do that? I, I don't, don't know. Do how long is the want. definition? I mean, is, uh, it, is it like a couple well, pages? Of... Look, I don't have it in front of me. I can get it right now, though, if you want. We don't want you to talk for a little bit. You and Danny G can talk. And I'll get it because I know you want this. So go ahead. You talk amongst yourselves and I'll get it. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's a it's a BS story. It is he didn't not have a BS any, story. Yes, it is. It tampering is would be him tampering. contacting Paul George and saying, "Hey, he, look, man, he I want you on the Lakers." Guys. He that's not contacting he, yes. him. That's yes. telling an audience. On a television show. No, if on Paul George was sitting in the show. audience, how does he even know that Paul George is watching oh, that show? Cooper, huh? you're not that dumb, Coop. Come on, you no, know the truth. You're not that the dumb. The reality is that is ben. tampering. Magic Johnson is dirty. His hands are dirty. This tarnishes the once-proud Lakers even yeah. more. Ben, Less the, like another lottery party you guys can have. Ben, the Pacers look so pitiful they in don't. all this. Yes, they do. No, so, see, so, they, so, they so, do. so the Come Pacers, on. their star player, Paul George, a bunch of weasels. is tampered with by another franchise in the NBA, right? Oh, so, so and, an and you're executive telling me that that team... That team is going to sway not... a player? Yes! Oh, come exactly. on. Exactly. You tell me how great come you guys on. suck Magic Johnson's toes Stop, all ben. the time. Ben, if the somebody, anti-tampering if somebody, rules are very clear. If somebody They're very clear. pointed the finger at your beloved Doc Rivers with this same sort of I thing, would, you oh, would laugh. I would have the same reaction <laughs> yes, I sure. have right now. You but see, laugh. the difference is Doc Rivers understands the rules. And, no, no, the difference is Magic nobody Johnson. wants him on TV because he doesn't have a good personality. Oh, yeah, he's a terrible person. He got worked <laughs> yeah. on television for years. Oh, he's a terrible oh, personality. You, nobody remembers he was on TV. Yeah. All right, so, Coop, now what do you think tampering is, Coop? So you want to go down this road, so we'll go down this road. Ben, what, all, what all these tam- teams that signed these players in free agency at 12.01, are you telling yeah. me that none no. of them tampered? Again, that's not you, that's a red herring. I'm talking no, about this it's not this a red herring. It's the facts of the, the NBA. No, listen to me. The, this involves your Lakers. Here, I'll tell you exactly what <laughs> yeah. tampering Go is, ahead. Ben. Yes. Tampering is when a player or a team directly or indirectly entices, induces, or persuades anybody. I have the rule right here. It says yeah. tampering refers to any attempt to persuade a player, coach, trainer, or general manager, or any other person that is under contract with another team to join the tampering team. Correct. That's exactly what Magic Johnson how, how did. How did, how did he try wink. to persuade him, Ben? Exactly Where's the, the persuasion? The smile and the wink. The smile he's and the wink guilty. is the persuasion? Guilty because, as Because charged. his smile and wink guilty is so charming that that just persuades charged. somebody uh, uh, to leave their story. team. Oh, end man, what a of, great wink. Let me leave my contract and join you so I can story. get in on some of Listen, that wink. Uh, your anger. How persuasive. Your anger and your This is so dumb. This is so dumb. Your anger and your by the way, yeah, this happens. Tampering teams get caught. The Atlanta Hawks a few years ago got caught tampering, right? They tampered with several teams. The Sacramento Kings coach, uh, back many coaches, Michael Malone, he got caught tampering. This happens quite a bit. To think, to be naive enough to think because it's your guy, your hero, Magic no, Johnson, that it wouldn't bit. be tampering is absurd. Yeah, you I've are yet to so, hear a single like, explanation so on how a wink biased. and a smile towards He's a camera to pers- is persuasion. He went on a national TV show trying to persuade Paul George how? to come how to the Lakers. How is that The him? wink and the smile. It's body language. <laughs> wow. What's persuading do, do about I that? I have to explain it. Listen, do I by, according to I Danny G, radio loser. Danny G over here claimed that uh, Paul George grew up worshiping Magic Johnson. So if that's the case, if Danny G, I'm using your own argument. You said oh, that, really? right? No, but you, you said, said it wasn't true. You, so now, oh, now you're agreeing with me. Well, you claimed it was true. Oh, now you you're going to, conveniently, saying, you're going to agree are, with me now. Are you saying now? you lied? Are you oh, saying stop. you lied? Are you, you saying that you are a hypocrite? Are you say, I'm just using your argument. No, you you're, disagreed you with said, me. You can't suddenly you said agree Paul now. George, Paul George oh, said he was boy. a Clipper fan and a Laker fan, by the way. that was great theater that you gave a little while ago. again... I missed you, Ben. It was a uh-huh. week without BS. I missed you. Yeah. Okay. And again, probably a, a boy, very boring radio, judging by the emails that I got. The show sucked when I was oh, gone, I'm, but fo- fortunately I'm back to save the sure show. Sure, there were no good the, emails uh, or tweets either. Stay classy, Ben Mallory. The uh, yeah. show was terrible that, from what I'm told. That wink, oh my gosh, that that's going to... I actually heard about five minutes of it in Hawaii. I almost fell asleep. I was driving and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fall. This is terrible. Generic, boring radio. Magic's beautiful smile is going to get half of the free agents over to the Lakers. And again... You guys clearly do not understand that symbolic speech, and that's what that was, is 
a penalty. That's a penalty according to the anti-tampering rules. Well, then I'm sure the they'll NBA. get penalized. I'll, I'll wait for that to happen. Yeah, they sh- Well, of course, you, you know that Adam Silver is spying this. But again, what should happen and what do happen are two totally different things. Oh, All what right. a great out for you. Look at there you go. Two, How convenient. Two, you want what two fanboys sound like? You got uh, fanboy A and fanboy B side by side. How else can side. you cover up when you're wrong? Fanboy A and fanboy B side by side. Are you wearing your Laker underwear? Danny G's got his Magic Johnson undies on right now. Coop's got his. I think he's got. Is that the uh, the Lakers? Yeah, I used to play with guys when I was a kid. The Lakers thong. Is that what you? I think he has the Laker thong on right now. That's good. Eddie likes that. He likes the view. He like he enjoys that very much. Never heard of the Hershey Bears. I yeah. have heard of Hershey bars. All They've right, been in so my belly. Many, the Ben Maller Show. Why don't we uh, we pause for the cause here? Because of that, of course, uh, can't just be as simple. That's right. You know, again, other radio shows. Way to go. You know, you hear the Dan ads. Way to go. Oh, Dan, you're so good. This show, the uh, producers are screaming lunatic. Oh, you're terrible. Oh, they're so bad. Oh, that's uh, that's the beauty of it. Right. There. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, we bring in the Kubel. Earlier this week, former Rams head coach Mike Martz took some shots at the team and new head coach Sean McVay. He reportedly said that uh, Jared Goff couldn't have gone to a worse team for his development and continued to be quoted as saying, quote, they hired a buddy for Jared. The NFL has nothing to do with being the friend or the buddy of the quarterback. You've got to coach them and work them hard with respect. But buddy, and this guy is a quarterback expert, an offensive expert, wait a minute while I puke. Now, Ben, Martz has since denied saying all of this. First of all, do you believe that he said it? And second, does McVay's age bother you as a Rams fan? No, it sounds believable. Uh, uh, Mike Martz, we've had him on. He used to work for Fox, did TV. Martz has a fire in his belly, right? There's a great deal of resentment and jealousy in the coaching fraternity. Sean McVay was given a shortcut to the front of the line, and it's completely understandable that somebody like Mike Martz would be upset. Until until proven otherwise... This is a gimmick hire. Even if it works, it's an unorthodox hire. And as far as me being worried, I am not worried about this, uh, this age thing. If you can do the job, fine, get the job done. I started on radio. I was 19 years old. I got my first talk show. I was like 22 years old. I, 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 so I kind of know what that's like when people resent you and they don't like that you're young and, you're, and all that. People treat you like a douchebag, uh, and, and that's fine. But if McVeigh can coach, that's all that matters here. He's energetic. Right now, he's a cheerleader type of coach. But the X's and O's and what happens during the regular season games are going to matter more than anything, obviously. I'm going to give him the standard package. The 30-day grace period, I give all coaches, 30 days. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for a month, and then a bullseye will be on his back. And as far as Jared Goff, stop with this. Either you can play or you can't play. You can hire, bring back Vince Lombardi. The great Lombardi, right? It doesn't matter if Jared Goff sucks, he's going to suck. Bill Belichick had a bunch of quarterbacks before Tom Brady. You know what? They, they weren't very good. All right, next. Uh, Anquan Bolden announced earlier this week that he would rather retire from the NFL than play a single snap for the Buffalo Bills. It's not exactly the reason that he gave for his retirement, but, you know, yeah. you can make your own conclusions. Sure. Anyway, his former Cardinals teammate Larry Fitzgerald was interviewed on Tuesday when he said that he believes Bolden is a Hall of Famer, saying, quote, every place he's gone, I feel like he's been the best receiver on that team. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Is uh, Anquan Bolden a Hall of Famer? Well, Aunt Larry Fitzgerald does not vote for the Hall of Fame. Using Maller math, I'm going to go there's a 60% chance that Bolden gets into the Hall of Fame. Number one, he's going to be hurt, Anquan Bolden, by the fact that he was never considered the top receiver in the NFL. That goes to guys like Randy Moss, T.O., and he's also played most of his, his glory years of his NFL career were off the grid, off the spotlight with the Cardinals, who aren't a high-profile team. And Larry Fitzgerald was considered the better receiver on those teams. right? And, and then number two, all the stats are inflated in the NFL because you, you have uh, the passing era of the game. You have video game cheat code numbers for every receiver, it seems, the top receivers in the NFL. They have stick them like gloves and all that. So it's not a lock he gets in. I would say it's better than 50-50, but he's got to get in line behind T.O. and others. All right, next. All right, uh, Broncos wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders was late to practice on Tuesday due to a traffic collision. 
Turns out that Sanders was driving in the center median to blow past traffic while another driver had the same idea and sideswiped him. Oops. Ended up being cited for careless driving. Now, Ben, we know that you don't get along with traffic cones, but have you ever driven in the median or used the carpool lane when running late? No, I I don't drive in the median uh, emergency lane. However, uh, when I see cars going by me, my move is I will slowly, I'll be a super schmuck, and I will kind of fade over. And so I'll block the cars, yes. right? And that's an a-hole move, but I do it all the time, and I feel better about it. I feel okay because they're, they're breaking the law. So I feel like even though I'm kind of breaking the law, I feel okay with it. And I will occasionally late at night, Coop, on the way home, I'll drive in the carpool lane when I'm the only one on the road. Just to, I feel like a rebel. So <laughs> that's, that's about it. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you failed this edition. Oh, I'm a you winner. I'm, I'm a winner. That's a winner. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's now time for... Time for... Oh, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. And it is Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. And we pass the mic over to Coop the Loop. All right, Ben, we're going to start off with a question for you. Oh, thank God. This is from Ariel on Facebook. Hello, Ariel. While on vacation, yeah. how many days does it take for your body to adjust to regular sleeping hours? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, and you'll hear in the Mallard travelogue how uncomfortable this was. And no, I'm not going to break into a sleep number commercial. There was no sleep number bed uh, in my uh, humble abode there in the tropics of Hawaii. But, uh, yeah, it's... It's tough, man. I, I, I don't think I did adjust. It was, it was messed up. But there were other reasons that I did not get much sleep. I actually was looking forward to coming back to get sleep. Uh, next. All right, here's another question for you, Ben. This is yeah. from Len on Facebook. Hello. Is this barbecuing Len? No, probably not. Yeah, yeah probably yeah, not. Yeah. Uh, while you were gone, Eddie yeah. reported that he has never had a pear. Okay. Is there any <laughs> fruit that you have never tried before? Um. Oh, I'm sure there is. I, I ate in Hawaii for the first time ever. I ate a dragon fruit. I didn't even know Ooh. what that was. I've you, always I've always been curious about that. How was that? Man? It's got like black seeds in it, and it looks like something you should not eat. It looks racist. Like, no, it's not. It's that's what it looked like. Uh, it, it just it wasn't that good. It, it's kind of like a pear type taste to it. Was it tart? Yeah, it wasn't. You, it, it's very colorful. Uh, the the dragon fruit, but. Uh, but, like, what fruits? Name some big fruits. I've eaten the big fruits. I've eaten oranges. I've eaten apples. I've eaten pears, bananas. Apricot. What about a kumquat? I tried them. No, I've never. What is that? Pa- apparently, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I've never, I've never swallowed that. No, I've oh, not. Oh, no. All right. Well, Do I have all to right, dump moving, No, moving on. Moving on. Well, he was talking about a fruit. Yeah, yeah. it was a fruit. Yeah. yeah. What you yeah, talking no, about? It was a fruit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, ben, we're gonna we're gonna do a third question for you here. This is from from Ivanson on Twitter. Yeah, how worried are you about uh, nudes leaking that you may have somewhere on the <laughs> iCloud? <laughs> well, I spent three years working in porn, so uh, me and Seymour Butts. Uh, no, I I've got uh, no concern. No one wants to see me naked, uh, so there's no no level of. Concern. I, I gotta tell you though, thank God for the internet. I saw that story the other day, the Tiger Woods story. I had never heard of that website. I immediately went to that website. Like, I wanted to see all the naked celebrities. I would never have gone to that story, that website. And it was so funny. I read the Daily Mail, the tabloid out of the U.K., and they were like, well, we're not going to reveal the name of the website, but the person behind it, they gave his name. So I just went to Google, <laughs> and typed then, it in, and it popped up. And then, up. Ben, did they make you fill out that little questionnaire first before? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah what a, about ridiculous. what you like and yeah, don't like? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well it's, pick and choose, you know. Yeah. All right, next. No, there's no concern. I'm... Uh, this is this is crazy, yeah. man. All of the best questions this week are, are strictly for you. Oh, I don't want to be all about they must me. Have, they must have missed you a lot. Oh, no, I don't listen. No, I this want is, everyone to be involved. This is this is a good one too. This is an I mean, ensemble I'm, event. I'm yeah. curious about this as well. Okay. This is from RJ on Facebook. RJ Bell. Yes. All right, <laughs> Ben. When when you're traveling and you play travel games with your family, do you yeah. cheat on those as well? <laughs> well, I'm not a cheater. I'm a winner. I'm in it to win uh, it. The answer is yes, then. And uh, <laughs> oh, look, look at Eddie chiming in there. And it's funny, you guys, you would like that because of the systematic cheating that has happened on this show. And you guys have been a part of that. Yeah. And uh, while you were gone, there was no cheating at all. Yeah, there were no games. Coincidence, yeah. yeah. And manipulation by Mr. Garcia over there. 
No, but I, I'm very good. I dominated Go Fish. I'm very good at Go Fish. <laughs> go Fish, that was your go-to game? Yeah. Simple, easy, and uh, mindless, which is what you need. All right. Uh, here is a question for the crew. To ask Ben you're listening to. This is from Brian on Facebook. Hi, Brian. If you had to eat an insect, what would it be? Cockroach. Go big. Oh, go really? big. Fry them oh. up. Yeah. Why not? Or grasshopper. They eat those at Mariner games. Right? No, if you're gonna if you're gonna eat an insect, you might as well go big. What's a better story? Eating an ant or eating a cockroach? Yeti? Uh, I'm gonna go ant. No. Oh. Wimp move. <laughs> Danny G. I'd go tequila worm. Tequila worm. That's yeah. exotic. Well, you do have to get to the bottom of the bottle though first. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. You won't uh, even remember eating the worm. <laughs> Coop, what would you um what would I would your go insect of choice? I would go snail since I've already had that before. Uh, uh, some some escargot. Uh, it's uh it's definitely you know, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's not terrible. Would anybody eat a moth? No. No, no moth. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if it was covered in chocolate? Would you eat it then? Maybe if I was getting paid. So there is a price. Okay. I got you. Yes. There's, there's always a price. Yeah. All right, let's ask Ben. Let's pause for the cause. We'll have more of Ask Ben, your questions, and our, ans- uh, our answers. Like uh, We're like insects here. We'll uh, buzz you, and we'll get to that. We'll do it next. Well, a, a message before we get back to Ask Ben. Uh, our friends in Watertown, Massachusetts, remember your favorite radio guy, Ben Maller, uh, especially if you bought a Powerball ticket and you happen to shop at a certain convenience store in Watertown, Mass., we would we really want you to remember your show that you're listening to right now. If you were, happen to be at the Handy Variety Convenience Store in Watertown where they somebody bought the $758 million lottery ticket, uh, remember us, okay? Yes? All right. Uh, man, that would be nice. Wouldn't that be a little taste? A little here, taste? here, here. Yes. All right. Let's uh, press on, shall we say, and... Back to Ask Ben, the ringleader of Ask Ben, the Coop the Loop. This question has been asked by a lot of people uh, today. but uh, Very popular most, question. Yes, most recently by uh, Jacob Sin on Twitter. This is for everybody but you, Ben. What was your favorite part when meeting Steve Harvey? Oh, we'll get to start with Eddie. Uh, I would say the fact that he had no idea who Ben was when we apologized that our normal host wasn't with us. That was probably my favorite part. Again, uh, in the parking lot, Eddie, uh, he pointed out at my car color how yeah, beautiful we, it was. We told him, your biggest fan actually isn't here, and he was like, I, I don't know who that is. That's a lie. You're making that up. I would say he was a little nicer. He's a little nicer than what I expected because of the whole memo business. Yeah, he's very nice. He's been nice to me. Oh, jeez. He's been nice to me. You did not meet him. I, I've met him several no. times. We are we're like uh, ships in a yeah, night. Yeah. In the night passing that's each not, other. That's not meeting That someone. is meeting. It's being in the same uh, room. Uh, again, for you, that's not meeting. My world, we, that's We a actually met him. He actually no, this, this is like no. the time where Bieber brushed past yes, you at the exactly. Staples no, Center. That was a meeting also. <laughs> what about me and, and Hasselhoff <laughs> no. at the pet shop at the Beverly Center? This is that like happened. the time you took pictures of Mayweather at the mall in Vegas. We were shopping at the same no, time. No, you That's weren't. That's true. We, we, I'm not, how do you think uh, I saw him? We were at the same you stores were at the same in Vegas. mall, but. Yeah. Okay. Listen, you're not upsetting me at all because I've had a longer relationship with Steve Harvey than you guys have. <laughs> My favorite part was was seeing his mustache in person. That was, that was yeah, a sight to Pretty impressive, behold. isn't it? It is. Yeah. He gets that professionally worked on. There's no doubt. Well, he's got a, a harem I, of people I, around I mean, him. I always thought, you know, seeing on TV, I was like, man, they, that's got to be, you know, specially enhanced for, for the TV. Yeah. But, no, it's... The man's a pop culture icon. And unlike that douche uh, that, uh, from the uh, Star, Star Trek, this guy's nice, <laughs> all right? Yeah. Is that it? Are we, uh, all we, right, uh, this is a, we'll do a quick one. This is from Matt for, for everybody. Hi, Matt. Uh, if you guys could be a mascot, which one would you be? Oh, Chuck the Condor. Oh, what are you talking God. about? Oh, the no. hippest, <laughs> coolest new mascot. <laughs> now... For years, for years, my answer, my my answer was always the Philly fanatic, and I do love the Philly fanatic. But Chuck the Condor is the new cool thing. So Eddie, uh, I would be uh, Steely McBeam of the Steelers, <laughs> so I could go and uh, hide that suit somewhere; it would never be found again. Uh-huh. All right, uh, something to be ashamed of, uh, Danny. Oh, yes, G. it is actually. Uh, ben, what's the name of the mascot for the Denver Nuggets? 
Oh, Rocky, I oh, believe. Yeah. yeah, died oh, coming down. A, yes. wow. <laughs> That's one of my favorite mascot moments ever. Google it if you don't know what I'm talking uh, about. The lifeless body. Yes, <laughs> and the dancers still, the dancing. nugget dancers still danced in a circle. Right, the show must go on, Danny G. <laughs> <laughs> Around his lifeless body. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is great video. That is uh, tremendous. What about you, Coop de Loop? <laughs> I would be Miles the Bronco. Oh, because he's always oh, a mile high. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, I wasn't cheesy at all. Not at all. No. What you expect? Stay okay. tuned for lame jokes tomorrow on the Ben Maller Show. Yeah. If, if we send any in, if not, I'll just repeat the travel oh, log. Well, here's your chance to give the email. Yes, it's Ben Maller Show at Gmail. Ben Maller Show at Gmail. Now, Eddie has asked me to avoid a full Maller monologue on Blake Bortles. So that means the travel log. We should probably get yes. to that. But there is uh, some other random factoids as well. It's not. It's a lot of stuff. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.